Hola, hola. It's your girl, Erica from America. Welcome to the Confidence Chronicles podcast. This podcast is all about helping you stand in who you are. Stop giving a fuck what people think about you. Start standing as your fully expressed self. As you are, queen, as is, there is no filter needed. You are fucking awesome. And I am here to remind you. I'm a confidence coach, a business mentor, a speaker, an author, and I am obsessed with women standing up, showing up, and creating their confidence. And I cannot wait to dig into today's episode with you. Hello, my loves. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so happy that my significant other, sexy other half is here with me. Welcome. Welcome, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Seems to be a regular spot here. Yes. Why not? It is a lot of fun Mm -hmm. having you. Hamish and I were chatting about a very important thing that resonated with a lot of you, especially those of you who follow on social media, because We obviously, over the Christmas and New Year's break, our children were on holidays Mm -hmm. and vacation and all of that. And I think every parent that we speak to, no matter if they have a business or they stay at home, when they say we took our kids for a vacation or holiday, they're like, it was fucking horrible. So (laughs) I just want to say, if that's you, we feel you. We understand. Young kids are very difficult. And when you go on vacation, air quotes, it doesn't feel like a vacation. Yeah, 100%. So we wanted to poke our eyes out with the freaking Nintendo Switch over the break when we were in Bangkok. They were hard. But obviously, the kids, they get bored. It's hard for everybody. But we wanted to do this episode specifically for those of you out there who are high achievers, your parents, maybe you run your own business, or you have a really great role in a company or in your career, and you are climbing the ladder, and there's a lot going on, and you're either solo, which is hard, yo, like, high five to you solo parents, or you're in a partnership and both of you mofos are high achievers, Mm -hmm. exhibit A, Mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. Damn it. Why are you so high achieving, Hamish? It's just how I am. (laughs) So we wanted to share because it is fucking hard, capital hard to raise children and be productive and be high achieving and fucking do shit and and be a good parent. And our frustration is... So many of these influencers or coaches or therapists or whatever you want to call yourself. And look, God bless them. They're just doing their thing. But I think many of the times when I, when I've seen someone talking about what your morning ritual should be or how you should approach fitness or how many times a week morning ritual or what you should be doing in your business, most often than not, these people don't have kids. Say it. I'm just going to say that right there. All the advice that they're giving you is based on people with no kids, for example. And for me, it's frustrating because it's a load of bullshit. And I think from a couple like us who are the way that we are, and maybe some of you may be feeling this way, adding the dimension of kids Mm. totally changes the game. Yeah. And then listening to some of these experts can really make you feel even worse because you are attempting to maybe implement or listen to some of this advice and put it into your life and think that maybe you should be doing those those things. Mm. And I'll use the example of, say, a morning ritual. 
which means, you know, getting up at 6 a.m., you know, doing a meditation for an hour, going and standing on the grass and grounding with the earth, getting your journal and then writing for another half an hour, going into the kitchen and cooking a nutritious breakfast, sitting down and eating that food while you're saying in affirmations of positivity, then going back, adding some more journal writing, finding out what your plan of action is today. And before you know it, it's fucking 11 o'clock in the morning and now you decide to start your day. And I'm <laughs> sorry, but the reality for a lot of parents is that's a whole lot of bullshit. And it's not to knock those of y'all that don't have kids, but this podcast is really for the parents out there to know that you are not crazy. We get it. If you yeah. feel like, that's not fair or what the fuck or how come they're succeeding and we're not because you're measuring your life on someone yeah. that doesn't have the same life. So Correct. if you're single, ready to mingle, doing your thing, high five to your fucking morning ritual. And we do want to add a caveat here. Yeah. We, we were that was single at one stage. We were single at one stage and yeah. we, were, we were married and we didn't have kids. And the reason why we would have said those things is because we did not have the experience totally. otherwise. So I don't think anybody is doing it maliciously yeah. or tongue-in-cheek, so to speak, to like put these things out. I don't think anyone's doing that. They just don't know better because they haven't hit that stage. And it's a choice. They might not do that, and that's cool. And they may not want to have kids, and that's also totally cool. Yeah. So I think that's totally fine. We're not trying to attack anybody. But what we are saying is the experience of running a business or living a high-paced career life, Mm. and both partners are doing that. We're speaking to you where both partners are doing that. And not to say that it's hard, not hard with one, but if one person's there to take care of the kids, that's a full-time job in itself. Taking so care hard. of kids is a full-time job. So if yeah. you've got someone that's doing that and you've got a business and a, and a career, totally cool. We're really speaking to those that both partners or you, if you're on your own, running your own business or have a high-paced career and you have kids. Can I say though too, I want to give a shout out to those people because that's also another thing because the person, whoever the person is that's staying at home with the kids that's their part in that business or that's their part in that career. Because the other person, for example, if I stayed home with the kids, like Hamish is doing his career, let's say, but I have to be able to stay home with the kids, be mentally sound, feel supported enough, have enough breaks so that I can be at home with the kids so he can go do his work, which affects me and my family and our lives. So that in itself is fucking hard. And it's usually women Now there's the rare man that's staying at home or same-sex marriages. It's different. But for our marriage, man and woman, usually it's the woman that stays home with the kids and the man's out there and the woman's envious that the man gets to work. And then the man's like, man, you didn't do shit all day. And she's like, motherfucker, (laughs) try raising these kids. That's a job. So Mm. what we want to say is it makes everything that much more complicated because the stay-at-home parent still can't do the morning ritual and the working parent still can't do the morning ritual. No one gets to do it because the number one thing that happens that morning is breakfast, kids, getting them up, shits, fucking diapers, breastfeeding, whatever it looks like for you in your home. So we really are speaking to those of you out there that have children and have this high-paced career or your partner does or you want to have one when your kids get a little bit older. And I want you to know you're not crazy. We want you to know that this shit is hard. The system that is set up is fucked up. There is no village you really don't have support. And we're doing this episode because Hamish posted on his stories something and I posted and we got so many of you mm. be like, oh my God, that's my reality right now. And I think it's important that people hear about how hard it is mm. even for us, 
even when you have a lot of money, even when you have a big successful business, it's even harder at times because then you're basing your business decisions off of if your in-laws or your nanny or yeah. your childcare people can help you, which is that's convoluted in itself. Yeah, exactly. And the post that I had placed on my Instagram or the the story, I can't speak for the years to come, but it feels like right now that this stage of my life, being in my 40s, feels like the hardest time. Really harder than newborn time? Yeah, like it feels like the hardest time. Like it feels like the pull on me to be in so many different areas is the hardest. Yeah. And the reason why I say that is because, first of all, we have a business. We have two businesses. I have my own personal coaching. You have your coaching business. I help you. You help me. We have that company to run. And that's how we generate our income and and finances. If that was a job or if that was a career, it would be the same thing. But we're both in that kind of industry, which needs us to be front-facing, producing content, seeing clients, whatever it is. Secondly, we have two children and our children are at ages. They're seven and five right now. They're young and they're sort of at that becoming independent of us, but are still children or babies, right? So the little one's starting primary school. The other one's just moved into grade two. You know, they're starting swimming. They're starting soccer and their sports. They're starting to be a bit more independent. You know, Raven's starting to make his own lunches and dress himself. And so there are some things that are becoming easier about Yeah, we don't have to wipe children. ass. Well, we still have to cha- wipe Nava's ass. I know, every now and then. <laughs> and then you know, a little bit. And we're not, we're not changing nappies and doing all that kind of yeah. so, we've, so we've got that. So the, the kids are growing and there's parts of it that are becoming easier, but they are still dependent on us. Mm. They are still you know, needing us. And it's not like they're off and running and living their own life. They're in that kind of transitional phase. Also, we have aging parents and both of us, especially you towards the end of last year, we had some family issues, medical medical issues with with your mom and also with my mom and my dad. So, you know, my parents are getting, you know, into their 80s. So they're getting older. And look, don't get me wrong. They're very fit. They're very healthy. They're very independent. They do themselves. But I am noticing now of them requiring my help more. Mm. And as part of our culture, and I know yours is the same, you're meant to be there for your family, to look after your, I mean, my parents looked after me for all of my life. Mm. least I could do is to be there to support them as they age. So while they're still very independent and do their own thing, I am starting to see them needing me for support more and more. Yeah. You know, we recently went overseas and the traveling aspect of it, I realized was much more difficult than I was prepared for. I have for. PTSD from that, just yes. saying. Yes. <laughs> you know, my mum and dad, they needed more help in travelling and getting their bags and getting on and off planes, and they just got very confused and it was very overwhelming for them, which is not what I've experienced with them in the past, right? So for us, being the couple here, we're managing two children and now we also have to marriage two elderly parents at the same time. And while there's things that were easier and difficult about each of those things, overall it feels like, overwhelmed for us and we will have to do that we will have to look after my mom who's in america and i'm in australia and hamish's parents are getting older like if someone passes away we're gonna do that we're gonna and and those are the questions for your mom right like these are the questions we're sitting as like what now happens with her she's obviously in the states Mm. and do we bring her here do we care for her over Mm. there And, and i feel like maybe some of you are also in this position where you know, maybe your parents are getting to a stage where they can't look after themselves or there's only one and they're by themselves and they're lonely. So again, we're all in different positions of this, but you can start to see how there's an extension now to you. There is more responsibilities that are Mm. on our hands. And on top of all of this for us personally, 
We're also renovating and building a house, you know. And we have a marriage. We need to have sex and be connected. Exactly. No, because that's a, re- a big, that's a thing. We're no, very like. That's the core of what we do. Yeah. Like that's an extra everything. thing. So yeah. you want to have a really good relationship with your partner. You don't want to become roommates and have a sexless relationship. That yeah. sucks. Yeah. Thank that, goodness that's not our reality. Like that's a reality for a lot of people that that's listen. That's a lot of S's. Sucks and sex. Anyway, sexy suck. Anyway. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you always take it further? That's what we're trying to say. Like, we also want to have, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm a little bit like, <laughs> you want to also have a beautiful relationship. You want to have connection. You want to go on dates. You want to have chats with each other. Yeah. You know, not only do you want to, you need to. Yeah, you need to. <laughs> you need to, you need to take care of this relationship like you're taking yeah. care of everybody else. And inside of that, we're two individuals. Oh my God. You have personal goals and personal desires. And so do I. There's things that I want to do and I want to achieve. So it just feels like this stage of life is <laughs> wild. It's just really hot. And it's not that I don't love it and I don't appreciate it. And I'm not grateful for all the wonderful kids and family and parents. And thank God my parents are still alive. They help you know? us a lot. And they so help us really a lot. Blessed. So we're not, we're not trying to take away how wonderful it is to have all these things in our life. The point I'm trying to make is at this stage in our lives, it's a lot of things. There's a lot of components. And then at the same time, trying to run a business or be in a career is very difficult. Mm, mm. And then to get this kind of messaging out there that, you know, you should have a morning ritual and you should work out five times a week or you should be doing this, you should be hustling. It can miss the mark sometimes because a lot of people are not at this stage of their lives where there is a lot of people depending on them. And Mm. And I think that's a really important piece to talk about because I think it drives a lot of frustration yeah. or things are taken out of context. And many of us in this place may feel overwhelmed or unmotivated or lacking inspiration in their life and their business and their marriage and their purpose personally, because the expectation mm. that's kind of be presented out there just feels so high. And so we just go, well, what's the point? I might as well just fucking yeah. give up. And you can compare yourself as well. I think it's really difficult to discuss this without touching on the fact that we live such busy lives now. We are separated from the village and the communities. We're separated from the elders. A lot of them are in homes. We don't have the wisdom of the elders. A lot of us are disconnected from our ancestors and the roots of where we came from. Like Hamish, uh, Sri Lanka, like doors are open. Everyone comes (laughs) in. There's people everywhere. Everybody's eating at different houses. Puerto Rico, my God, you all live on the same street. Your family's on the same street, right? Mm. Like, and it's not in a weird, like, you need to block toxic family. Like, it's genuinely, they're grabbing your baby. They're feeding you. You're supporting each other. Birth looks totally different. Death looks totally different. This Western world is like, fences are up high. Mm. You know, we're working. We're hustling. Our kids are on electronics. We're on electronics. We're eating fucking shit food. Nobody's moving their bodies. We're not having sex. We're not happy and fulfilled. What are we like this, this hamster wheel chasing? What the fuck? We're chasing money. We're chasing validation. We're chasing status, being productive for fucking what? When we miss our kids upbringings, we're working our asses off trying to get money that we spend on bullshit so people can like us. So we are aware that the system itself, and I want you to be aware, it is set up for you to fail. What's the book you recommended? This book is amazing. What is it? The book about that guy with economics? Um, Yeah. Fuck. It was like really good. <laughs> They're in my office. Yes. We will find this book throughout this discussion. Something <laughs> eco- sacred economics. Sacred. My God. Sacred economics. We, it's like late in the afternoon. We need coffee. Yeah. Sacred economics. And anyway, we're going to link it in the show notes. We'll link it down there so you can go and read it. 
that's how we should be set up. Mm. And we know we're not. We know we're in governments that don't care about healthcare. They don't care about their people. There's so much fuckery going on. And so for those of you that listen to this show and watch me or follow me, it's important that we share what we do. So it sounds like we're talking about a sad story, but we have some resolution. Mm. <laughs> we want to share what's pissing us off about this, but we also want to tell you what we do as a couple. Mm. And I'm telling you not to say this shit to say it. I promise you. I haven't met a couple like us. And I'm not saying that to be like, we're so cool and we're so amazing. I'm saying that because it makes me sad that we haven't seen an example of a fucking on fire, powerful, integrity, full love couple that are on fire for what they do. They communicate like crazy. They are on board with the things they talk about. They talk a lot. They're connected. Their integrity is next level. Everything that they speak about, they teach their kids. They live their fucking message. That is us. Yeah. We have been through programs and mentorships and put our mentors on pedestals and been like, they're fucking amazing to only see behind the scenes. The shit is not how it <laughs> appears to be. And that's cool, baby. Everybody got their stuff. But I want you to know that we genuinely are fucking happy. We live a great fucking life. We're so grateful. Like our kids see what we do and we model who we want them to be. We are deeply connected. It is us first in our relationship. In our life, it's me first. In his life, it's Hamish first. Then it's us. Then it's our kids. Yeah. And it's a powerful distinction to make because your kids will get older and move away. Mm. I hope they do. Mm. Hope you don't keep them at home because you're lonely. They need to live their lives and do their thing. But how do we teach them if we ourselves are not in fulfillment, in alignment, in integrity, if we ourselves are looking to the sidelines of what other people are doing, trying to fucking impress the, the people next door or the people on social media, like we have to really stay in our lane and find our rituals and our connection within our family unit. And so some of the things I want to share with you that we do that we have been able to find that's working for us. Is it gospel? No. You're going to find your thing. If you got some stuff, send it to us. We would love some ideas because what we need to do here is realize that as parents, whether you are a step parent, if your kids are like 17, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the young, when you got young kids and you are raising a child, I think like 15 year olds, they're kind of raised up already. What, 12 to 15? Uh, and look, we can't, at their, we don't have those kids. So we, we, we don't. don't. We may be doing That's a, a podcast. different thing. We might do a podcast in about five or six yeah. years time ago. Fucking oh my God. Teenagers are the worst. We don't I'm know. Sure, no, I mean, they are. We know teenagers yeah. are difficult. Well, what so we're we, saying we, we is like. We can't speak to that yet because no, we're not at that stage. No, but we're saying this like this juggle of raising young children yeah. and trying to raise a young business, trying to raise a young career, trying to be next level and expand and have a beautiful relationship whilst juggling all of these things when you feel like you just don't have support. You don't have the energy. You're not in alignment, whatever it is. So. We want to share with you some of the stuff that we've been doing to support us in this phase of our lives. And I do feel I don't have teenagers, so you can come back and cancel me later when I say this. But I do feel that because of what we're doing now with our young children, that they are going to learn certain things that as they move into their adolescence should support them to be teenagers who will be aware of things, who will communicate with confidence, who will speak truth, who will share with their family, who will have rituals and ceremonies that we as a family contribute to. So I don't know because I don't have teens, but I do think that how we raise our little babies affects how they become teenagers. Well, that's what we've been thinking about. Like, I think everything that we drive with our children, yeah, we are doing in a way to think about what would benefit them in the future as they grow, i.e., like you mentioned, being able to speak about how they feel 
getting them to tell us the truth. We've really driven with our kids. Tell us the truth mm. and you won't get in trouble or tell us the truth. Like, as in, we don't want them to be afraid to come to us to tell us something th- bad, something bad happened. Cause if yeah. we fly off the handle, which is what my upbringing was, like tell my parents what I actually did and where I went last night dead. and I'd be dead. So Same. I would just, I would lie. And so I know one of the things that we've done with them is really tried to go tell us so that we can help you and we can support you. If you do something wrong, we'll work it out together. Doesn't mean that if they do something bad, that there's no consequences, but at least they know that we're not going to flip our lid over it, that we're going to sit there and then we're going to talk to them about what better ways there are to approach that or whatever mistake that they made to support them. Mm. But, you know, there are still going to be consequences to the actions that you take so that you can learn. So I think we always try to go, if a teenager did that, that would be really great, right? If they, you know, because we know that as they get older, they tend to, they they go inwards a bit and they get a bit more quiet and maybe there's a disconnection with parents. And so we're trying to see if we can keep those lines open now yeah. so that when they become teenagers, hopefully, again, we don't know because our kids are not teenagers, that will serve us and our family well mm. so that we can have a better relationship with our kids when they do hit that age. Yeah. Okay. So some of the things that we do that will help us, number one, I think you talked about it right when we started, is pay attention to who you're paying attention to. Mm. Pay attention to where you're getting your information from. I did a video on YouTube, which I will link here as well. When I first started my business, I didn't even have a business. First of all, I was just doing YouTube every day. And Nava, our little one, was a baby. Like he was like two months old, Mm. two or three months old. I was breastfeeding Nava. Raven was like two. Mm. He was like barely could talk. He was a baby, right? Two years old. And Hamish was a personal trainer at the time we owned a gym. And he would go to work at 5 a.m. And he would come home at 9 p.m. And he would call me and we would FaceTime and shit. But I'm at home all fucking day breastfeeding with these damn kids. And I've said it before on the podcast. I am not the Play-Doh mom. I did not come here. My purpose is not to be a mother. That's okay. I know some people it is. For me, it is not. Like, I love them, but I want to do shit. And then I want to come back and be present. So me being at home all fucking day with these kids was driving me bananas. Okay. Mm. So I started a YouTube. And in one of those videos, I was sharing about how frustrated I was at Tim Ferriss. Now, he's amazing. I love you, Tim Ferriss. But I was listening to masculine, like men podcast, Tim Ferriss, Gary Vaynerchuk, Tony Robbins, who I love all of them. And they're like, the first 90 minutes or the first 60 minutes, what's your morning ritual? And I meditate and I do this. And I'm like, motherfucker, this is my, I look like shit. Like my tits out, it's swollen. My hair's all fucked up. I'm overweight. I'm exhausted. I got no sleep. I haven't brushed my teeth and I'm breastfeeding and Raven's over here playing some shit. And I'm trying to listen to Gary Vee on YouTube so I can a little bit of grow my business while I'm trying to put incense to pretend that I'm relaxed. <laughs> like that, like my first 90 minutes of when I wake up is fucking toast and the wiggles like ABC for kids over here in Australia. Yeah, and even as the kids have grown up, it's just nothing, nothing has changed. Like, it, you know, we literally now get up super early. In the hopes that they don't get up at the same time with us, because if they do, it's game over. Sometimes they do. (laughs) Everything that we've done, everything we've planned for, whether that's a meditation or workout or whatever, it can go out the window. Or one of us has to still be there, obviously. Which that's what we do. Me, I have to stay hand back, and I go, all right, you go off and train on these particular days, and if they get up, I will be the one to get them dressed and prepare their breakfast and make sure that they're ready to go. And then we swap, and we have to. So very much about what our morning ritual, for example, looks like really depends on each other. And we wouldn't be able to get there if we didn't didn't communicate and didn't help each other in the process. So number one is do not compare your life, your life as it is right now to other people. 
even to us, we have kids and we work this out, but doesn't mean that's going to work for you. Okay. Mm. And if so, you are going to compare, yeah, make sure that you're comparing it to people that are in a similar situation. And even then I would say it's going to be different. For sure. I mean, you're not going to take anything 100%. Yeah. But if you're going to look at someone's advice, because at the, at the yeah. moment, with a lot of the social media, it's all bite-sized information, right? It's all like little snippets. Our attention span is so short. Mm. Most of the information that we may be getting is on very, very quick yeah. little bites, right? And they can be easily taken out of context, or you may not know the full depth of where that person's coming from yeah. or their life or lifestyle to know whether that bite-sized piece of information is right for you. You might listen to it and in the moment go, oh my God, that's right. I need to be hustling and pushing harder more, but you don't actually know what context they're saying that in and whether for you, that is the right piece of information you should be actioning right now. Yeah. And I think that's more the problem than anything else. Listen to who you're, be more aware of who you're listening or comparing to and just watch where you're getting these little bite-sized snippets for their fun and, you know, the reels and everything now, you're like, oh, this is really great and you can really get caught up in all of that. But it can be dangerous if yeah. it's not putting context to life. Yeah, because it's only a snippet. Even us, I share a lot. Yeah, we You do. don't see everything. There's so much you don't see. I show you what I want to show you. And I try to show everything. But there's stuff you don't see. So don't compare. Don't pedestal anybody. Really be mindful of what you're watching. That's number one. Number two, you shared it. Communication. Huge. Connect and talk to who you can. If you are a single parent, friends are going to be everything for you. Family, if you have any, or family that you call family, but they're not real blood. I got family like that, and they're better than my family. Call on them. Basically, ask for help. You have to ask for help when you are doing this. Your career, your business, when you are home alone with kids, we're not designed to do life alone. We are creatures of community. So my recommendation, what we would say is, if you're in a relationship, that's your home person. That's your homeboy, homegirl. That's your bestie. Talk to each other. Mm. Work on your communication as a couple. If you're in a broken relationship, meaning you're both separated and you're raising kids separately. What is that called? I don't know what it's called, but there's a word for it where you're like co-parenting with your ex. No, nah, it's like a co-parent. Like, okay. you know, you got custody. I got custody, whatever. If you're doing that again, communication. If this person's a motherfucker and some of my clients have, unfortunately, husbands, ex-husbands, or ex-wives that are assholes. They just are. And it's very hard. Do the best you can. Yeah. Ask for help. Level up your communication. Get a therapist, a coach. Work on you so that you can articulate what you need for the sake of your sanity and your children and your family, yeah. broken up or not. It's actually quite a funny example, but the start of this year, me and Erica made a decision that we're actually not very good friends. We're oh, with other people. With other people. We, we're not, we we're not great friends. We really suck at it. You know, we're... And look, we're obsessed with what we do. We love what we do. And what can end up happening is we just get so into our work that we don't really have time for anything or anyone else. Like we love our little family. We love our extended family. We often spend most of our time with them. If not, we're doing our business and then we're with our kids. Our clients, yeah. And with our clients. And there's, so there's nothing much else. And we haven't been great friends. And we've had some wonderful friends that understand that and some that don't. And we said to ourselves this year that we need to become better friends to those that understand the way that we live. We're not going to change. But there are definitely people that we are going to we're going to be we're going to be reach out to and and at least carve out some part of our lives for friends for those relationships and it's really quite funny because we started doing that and we've made some wonderful friends like even our close neighbors yeah and we become really good friends and it's funny there've been a couple of instances where we got caught out with the kids i.e. but you were doing something I was doing something the school wouldn't keep Raven because of the happy pants because or the epi, it, was, it was a situation which wild it, it would never have happened. 
I just I was getting to be, a facial. You're getting a facial. I happened to be out of reception and in went the woods. in the woods because I was going for a walk. And Raven, when it was meant to be at aftercare, and it just so happened that his EpiPen was out of date. And now a lot of the rules are if it's out of date, they can't actually accept the child for aftercare. Usually the school would have one, but that just happened to be out of date. I told them off. Don't worry, motherfuckers. Long other backstory to that. But basically, Raven couldn't get any care. He couldn't be looked after and was held at the school. Now, look, the school kept him. They weren't going to put him on the streets or anything. But in that moment, when I finally got to reception, I didn't know who to call. And luckily, because we'd been making friends, I was able to call my neighbor who was like, man, don't stress about it. And he managed to get his parents to come and help us. It was a really beautiful experience. And it was a really big lesson for us. Because had we not made the effort to build on these relationships and lean on these people and make an effort and make an effort, right, we would have been in a situation where it would have solely been dependent on us. And I know that not everyone has that situation and building friendships takes trust. But for us, it has been a a lifesaver just to know, oh, I've got somebody else. I've got a friend and we can work together to make sure that we can help each other with our children and with our kids. And while we might not have the big tribe that we used to have, we can in our own way start to maybe create our own community yeah, and start to interact with those around us who we can support and we can be friends with to help us in this stage of life where we are raising yeah. kids and what have you. We have. If you're our friend and you're watching this or listening to this, we're so sorry. We sucked we last year. <laughs> We've sucked at being friends. But our good friends are like, we know, we get it. You're busy. It's hard. And our friends with no kids, sometimes they don't get it. And I'm like, yo, I'm serious. This shit is hard. Like, it is really difficult to do what we do and then run kids. So that's one of our goals is growing our friendship group, growing our community so that we can have more people that collab and understand. And something we learned from going overseas around the Christmas holiday break was travel with people with kids yeah. because Hamish's parents are older. They don't have young kids anymore. And yeah. it's so crazy when you get over 70, how you forget how fucking hard it was. So like, oh, that's not that bad. And I'm like, do you remember having young children? Mm-hmm. Because it is bad. It's hard as hell. And so we found it was so hard to travel when people don't have children. They don't fully get it. And it's not their fault. How are they going to know? Yeah. So if you're going to go on a holiday or vacation or on a road trip, get another family together with young kids. Go to the beach with another family. That's a big lesson for us this year because yeah. our kids are horrible at the fucking beach. And this, we live this, at the this beach. This may be common sense to a lot of people, but, but it wasn't was for, us. for us. <laughs> we were like, don't go how did people do this? Alone. Right. Get other kids same age oh. to go to the beach with. Okay, this is it. So ridiculous. But sometimes these are the things when you have a high powered career, when you're climbing the ladder, when you're hustling and trying to grow your business and build your brand and become a public figure, whatever you're trying to do. These are the things that it feels like nothing, but it's a big deal because it does slip under your nose and you forget about it. If you're listening to this and you don't have kids, I hope you're not scared. It's (laughs) fucking ghetto as hell, but you'll be okay. Okay. Kids are great. (laughs) They're fucking in fact, I highly recommend it for those that want to do it because it has yeah, it's amazing. grown us in ways that we would have never grown. It's beautiful. But we don't want to make it sound like it's all no, rainbows and rainbows and, 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 rainbows you know, and dirty diapers. It's hard. Yeah. It's like running a business, you know, in yeah, many yeah. ways. It's like you grow with the business and it grows you. And having children, I feel, is very much like that, even more so because, you know, these are actual human beings you can't no walk away from. Sure. Go, oh, okay, one day I don't that feel like work. doing this, but close we'll it. close it down. It's not... <laughs> You're going to be stuck with those kids. Start again. Like, I don't know. 
Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, okay, the comparison, the communication, yeah. and then the community. Look at us. Comparison, Ooh, communication, community. We should make five. We love C's. <laughs> if you've listened to the book, that's from that. So we want community. You need to call on to people. And let's not complain about the fact that we don't have a tribe. Build a tribe. Yeah. There's other people that feel just like you. See if you can connect with other parents and date friends and get these groups going because it is not only great for us as a couple and as individuals, it's great for our kids because yeah. they get to be around other little kids. So if you're a person who's here from another country, expat, and you don't have anyone, you really need to work on the community department more so than others. That was for me. I fell in love with Hamish and he happened to have a family, thankfully. But if I fell in love with Hamish and he didn't have any parents, we technically wouldn't have anyone. We'd have to build that. And yeah. so maybe making more of an effort to build that and, is and realize that, powerful. Yeah, exactly. Realize that you may have to be the one to make that first step. You yeah. may have to be the one to reach out. And, you know, that can be difficult because we all fear to be rejected or, or not to be reciprocated in that yeah. way. But unfortunately, it's a must. You might have to be that person that reaches out or puts your hand up or says, hey, look, I need some help or I would love to do this together, or whatever it is. But it takes somebody making the first step and that may have to be yeah. I want to say, too, something that we do now because our kids are five and seven is enroll our children into what we do. Yeah. So the next one would be enroll your family into. Huh? It's not a C. It's not a C. Enroll. Cultivate enrollment. No, sorry. Stop. I can't do it. <laughs> enroll your family. Talk to your kids about what you do. Show them why you're on Instagram. You know, my sons used to think, oh, mommy's always on the phone playing like Mario video games or something or minions. And I'm like, Baba. I'm talking to Nana. I'm doing this. This is my bank details. Now I'm uploading a podcast. I'm like, wow. And I would explain to my son what I was doing on the phone and when I would be finished so that he didn't feel like I was rejecting him. But he also knew that mommy's business doesn't just come out of thin air. Mommy works really hard in her business. Yeah. My son would help me with the website. Like, can you put sold out on the retreat we just sold out? Like, what does that mean? And explain to him what we do. So our kids know what we do. They know why we do it. They know who we do it for. They're across our fucking value proposition. Like they get it. Yeah. And it's really beautiful because they feel like they're a part of it. And when we have to leave for five days to run a retreat, they're like, oh, you're going to go help the people? Awesome. Mm -hmm. Mommy, did you go help the people? Hey, how's the sisterhood? You know, we've got them little T-shirts and yeah. they're really wrapped into it. And they get to see a strong woman doing her thing. And they get to see a strong father who's also gentle and sweet, but can be strong and serious. Like they're really witnessing the work that we do. So if you can, if they're not too little, and I don't believe they're ever too little, I believe they can hear us and they listen to everything we say. And do not mistake in the words that you speak in our, your our home. Our kids are definitely a product of what we have been doing. They, it, I feel it, like even surprise, be. it even surprises us. Because especially now that both of them in school, we can start to see the impact of what we've been doing mm. and the work that we've been doing has had on them now that they're interacting with their own friends and their own peers and teachers. And it's a, swimming. A swimming. I'm like, punch you in the face. They're very, they're very strong personalities. <laughs> and I think a lot of that has come from the way we have yeah. showed up. Plus, teaching them has been easier because a lot of the things that we say teach in the sisterhood or in startups got through our programs, some of it can resonate quite deeply with parenting or raising kids. There's, there's life tools or life skills there that we teach in our programs that are very easily transferable to our kids. Yeah. So it's been nice to sort of show that continuity from the programs you run and try to make these tools or the things that we do, our lessons that we're learning for our kids to run as well. And it's really interesting to see them grasp some of these concepts mm. that we're teaching in the sisterhood, for example, and they're getting Beautiful. it as well, right? Yeah, it's huge. 
So I think you have to enroll your children into what you are doing and really make sure that you're setting yourself up for that. Mm. And I think lastly, unless you have another one, is create your own rules. Like really create your own rules. Nobody's going to do it like you. We're sharing what's working for us. You might create something else for yourself. You don't have to cookie cut. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to follow any way. You and your family, you get to create how that looks for you. Mm. So for me, I give zero fucks about pulling my kids out of school. I don't give a fuck what the teachers say or what the school says. Hamish is a little bit more like, oh, I don't want to pull them out. But my value on schooling and education, like I don't value that in that way. Now, I get why he does. And we've talked about it. So we found a medium where we could both feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. 21 days is OK if you miss that, clearly, possibly, because that's what Raven missed last year. And for us, we fill it with different ways. But I think you really need to make your own rules when you are high achieving, when you are chasing a career or you are chasing something. You want your business to impact many people. We are here to impact the world. I'm leaving this world a better place. That is my vision. That is my goal. And I know that tomorrow if I died, I've done a lot of the work that I've wanted to do. I have way more, but my kids won't know who the fuck I was, right? So we have to have created the way that we want to do it. Mm. So one of the things in the future for us that we wanted to aspire to was get a bigger house and find an au pair or find a nanny who can speak Spanish and can homeschool our kids in a way that we want to. And we want to be doing retreats and events around the world and around Australia. And we want our kids to come with us. Yeah. Now, we're not there yet, yet. But how is that going to look? with our kids to come with us while we're at a retreat and someone we trust being with our children so we can do what we got to do, but we come back to our family because being with our family, like I love that JLo takes her kids on the damn tour bus and I know I'm not JLo yet. I get it, (laughs) but that's what I want to do. And I said that to my husband. I want to have them with us. I don't want to get on a plane and be away from our children. How do we do that? So now what we've created is finding a way to answer that question. Yeah. So what do we need to do in order to take them with us? How do we set things up? What foundations do we exactly. need to put in now so that we can make that jump exactly. when we need to? And how much money do we need to make? Well, what does our life need to look like? How big does our house need to be? Yep. Do we need to be able to do this? Do we want someone to live in our house or do we want someone to just come come here and leave? I think come here and leave is where we're at right now because we're watching a really scary show on Apple TV called uh, The Servant. And that nanny, this shit is crazy. All of our decisions <laughs> are basically made from the television series. That's <laughs> it's like, nope. pretty much how we're going to solve it. Killer nannies. <laughs> um, so we like our space and we don't really like feeling awkward in our own space. And I don't know if an au pair in our house would make us feel weird or awkward. We could change all of this. We don't know. Yeah. Time. But I'm just saying like, that's where we're at right now. So thinking about what are the rules? Well, how do you want to do things? We have a thing in our home called a family meeting. And at night, we do this family meeting. We all pass a little stone and everybody shares about their day. This was an idea to get our children to communicate with us the good, the bad, the ugly, the awesome, the exciting, because after school, they don't want to talk. And I learned that the hard way. Like, how was school? Good. What did you learn? I don't know. I'm like, okay, what the fuck are they teaching you? But then at 7 p.m., my son's like, so today, and I'm like, aha. So before bed, they're chatty. They want to share. So for us, it helps us be connected. We also have a look. Me and Hamish have a look. No matter where we are, it's like, "Mm -mm, we're not fucking doing that. So we could be at the in-laws. We could be at my mom's house. We could be in a group of people that we love and trust. We could be at a party. We look at each other like, hell the fuck no, we are out. We know the certain values as a family, as a couple that we share. So we've really created these ground rules. So the last tip that I would say is create your family unit ground rules. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do? How do you want to do it? You get to make the rules up. You don't have to follow anybody just, else. And the thing is, if you're going to follow that advice, you just have to be prepared that you may get some backlash from in-laws, in-laws or friends family. or whoever is in your life. 
Yeah. Because they will Clients. be living, yeah, they'll be very, living a very different life and have very different beliefs. And they'll see the way that you're doing things. And they may say, that's irresponsible. That's not fair. You're not a good mom or a good dad. People can be quite harsh, right? When mm-hmm. they don't understand where they're coming from. It just means that those rules aren't right for them. It doesn't mean that it's not right for you and your kids. So yeah. that's what we'd say to that. Just be prepared for that because we have been under fire many times where we've had people not agree with what we do or family members say, oh, well, that's not a good idea. You shouldn't be teaching your kids like that. And we just go, thank you very much, but we, we're going to do our own thing anyway, yeah. right? Yeah. So, And I guess that leads back to that other point about who are you comparing yourself to or who are you listening to? It also comes down to with family members or friends or anybody like that who don't live the same life as you. They may not have high paying careers or be running a business. Or be ambitious. Yeah. They might not be ambitious. And they may be totally content with the way that their life is and keeping it the same day in, day out. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just maybe not what you want in the way you live your life, right? So just be prepared for that. And just, again, remember who you're listening to and what advice you're taking it from because it may not necessarily apply to you. It may apply more to them and the way they want to live their lives. Yep, yep. So that's it. And look, there are many people out there that we witness and we see on social media that look like they're traveling with babies and they're on planes and on jets and on yachts and they're killing it and they're doing all this stuff. Remember, you don't know what it's really like for them. Mm -hmm. Remember that you are seeing a snippet, a highlight reel of what they're doing. Remember, you don't see when they're in the toilet crying. You don't see when they're changing the nappies when the baby says, I hate you. Mm -hmm. You don't see when their husband and them are fighting about bank accounts and shit. You don't see them. You don't see so much. So please do not get twisted Instagram versus reality, social media versus reality, reality TV, Kardashians versus reality. There is a lot that you don't see. And I think that the best advice that we can give you and give anyone and give to ourselves is that you have to find your way and communicating with your significant other, your family, your friends, your community, and your children and finding a route that is right for you, that's the way through because there is so much that we won't get to see and there is no right way, there is your way. And you got to find the way that is right for you and your family, number one, and that's it because this shit is hard. It's fucking hard, but it's awesome. And you should definitely have children. <laughs> <laughs> Church. All right, y'all. Thank you so much. Thank you, Hamish, for Thank being here. Thank you very here. much. Lovely to be here. You're going to be here every month. We're going to be talking the things because, yo, we struggle. It's hard. It is not easy yeah, for us. We want to keep it real and yeah. we want to talk about these things because, again, it makes us all connect and feel like we're not crazy when we know that, you know, this is what people, everybody's crazy. going through. Yeah, um, it's, it's hard. It's normal part of life to be at these different stages and have these frustrations. And, you know, that can ease some of that pressure that we put on ourselves mm, we know that yeah you know everyone else is going through it too yeah and share it you know if you're willing to share it with those that you know are going through it similarly you will feel so much better knowing that you're not the only one or you're not the only one feeling this way and you might make someone's day going oh my gosh me too i thought yeah. this thank you for sharing that and that's like, what we get all the time we, need that. we just get so many people messaging us going thank you for sharing it that's exactly yeah. how i feel and and i think the worst thing to do is suffer in silence and i think a lot of us mm. do we just keep on pushing on and we're kind of suffering in silence not having anyone to talk to or not having these kind of conversations because we don't think anybody else is experiencing what we're experiencing. So I think the more we can open up and share, I think it just gives us all permission to kind of take a bit of a breather and maybe just give ourselves a bit of a pat on the back and be like, you know what? We're doing okay. Yeah. We love you. As we say this, we need to rush off to our children so we don't get in trouble from the in-laws. Exactly. I'm sure they're calling. (laughs) Right now. We love y'all. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I freaking love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for your ears and your energy and your attention. Thank you for letting me into your world. And thank you so much for listening and tuning in to this podcast. 
There are so many podcasts you can listen to, and I deeply, deeply, for real, for real, appreciate you listening to mine. Do me one big favor, one big thing. Please share this episode or this podcast with a woman who you know needs to hear this. This is my mission on planet Earth to serve as many women as possible so that we could show up, stand up, speak up, and create the confidence in the life that we desire. I appreciate you, my love. I will see you on the next episode. 